shot me down there. You shot me down there. I'm ready. I'm ready. Mr. Tom Collins. I wish I was drinking a Tom Collins. Does sound pretty good. You got any alcohol, buddy? I do. Oh, I do too. I have a bottle of whiskey. I have a bottle of Dewar's. Dewar's. All right. So, uh, welcome, everyone, back to uh, Twin Shadows Podcast. This is episode 52. Be happy. You should, I should all thank your lucky stars it exists, because it barely did. Uh, so, buddy, how, how, how are you doing? Uh, you know, buddy, I'm feeling a little light in my light, a little light in the head, as they say, good buddy, a little light in the head. Okay, okay. Your voice there, it sounds very soft and soothing, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I can't say things are going too good, but you know, I had this this new saying that I was thinking about where you can't say you're fine like anymore. Like, you know, it's like, uh, even though you kind of felt like shit and you're like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Right. Uh, the mood has been downgraded. Like they're, they're fine is a, an elevated mood now. <laughs> like, so when you have so to bad. say from now on, like when people ask how you are, just miserable. Yeah. Or, or is it just like, you know, is that the new one? <laughs> eh, you know. Eh, meh. <laughs> eh. Eh. How you doing today, yeah. Tom? Eh. Eh. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So the world's on on fire still. Yeah, the deservedly world's still on so. fire. In fact, however, amidst the rise, the peaks we're starting to see again, they have decided to go forward with filming June 12th, I believe. Start, yep. Uh, where productions can start up again, of course, with restrictions. But what do you think on that? Do you think it's going to work out? Do you think it's going to make things worse? I think... St- I mean, it's going to make things worse. Let's talk a little subjects bit. We know nothing about. <laughs> uh, but I would say, honestly, I have to start back up sometime, right? Like, yeah, they can't stay shut um, shut down forever, right? I think we know enough that uh, you can p- pretty safely do things again. I think. Yeah. As long as people are, you know, wearing masks and being careful, and well, what about the actors? I mean, I think. They're just going to be the ones the most at risk. I think they're going to be spending a lot of money on testing and antibody antibody testing Damn, and things so like that. They're going to be just like porn actors now, huh? Yeah, yeah they're literally going to be probably testing, getting one. tested. I could see them being tested like once a week or every other week or something. Well, yeah, they'd um, have to, right? Because it's just too much of a health risk to everyone. Yeah, but I mean, they have to get back in production. Like these companies are losing so much. I mean. Their movie theaters might not exist if they're closed too much longer. Like they're literally yeah. get, we're getting to a point where they're just uh, so they're gonna go back to making movies to show them digitally. Essentially, I don't know on yeah. demand. I mean, people have been loving it. Yeah, <laughs> all the movies that are just coming out on demand. There's Netflix and Amazon. Everything is just rushing to put out content right now. Well, that's interesting that you say that because also, I guess what was affected by the peaks that we're starting to see with COVID is the King of Staten Island. Yeah. That movie yeah, they, yeah. was supposed to come out in drive-in theaters and yeah. it was slated, but I guess, I think it was Universal who's making that, the Judd Apatel film with Keith David, is that his name? Uh, Keith Richards? Dave, Kate, Dave something. Dave Kennedy? 
Anyways, that uh, movie, uh, they they went ahead and pulled it out of theaters, and they're holding on to it a little longer. And it's probably because they figured not a lot of people would be going to see Which it. is pretty crappy. I definitely think drive-ins are pretty cool. I yeah. understand they definitely don't pull in the revenue of, and there's also just not enough of them to really make it phys- fiscally responsible. Yeah. But, I mean, I thought that was pretty awesome. I would think that was a pretty cool move is to have like when was the last time a movie was theatrically released and premiered in a you know a drive-in yeah the 50s the 60s the 40s like (laughs) yeah that's that's pretty awesome like you know this one thing is drive-ins are kind of are kind of great yeah and I hope but the thing is you just have that nostalgia to it too yeah I mean some of the first like uh, I think I've told said this before in the podcast, but like my grandma was a crazy train uh, chain smoker, so she couldn't go to indoor movie theaters because she couldn't sit there long enough without having a cigarette. Yeah. So we would always go to the drive-ins, and like all my early memories of going to the movies are going to the drive-in, like Mortal Kombat, and I saw like me myself and Irene in the drive-in, all that, <laughs> all kinds oh, of nice. movies. Perfect yeah. Storm we saw in the drive-in, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the drive-in definitely has something to it, right? Yeah, Maybe all those things like have so their... communal, but also so intimate, both at the same time. Oh yeah, I mean, it's you know, like you you're can't... all in it, you're all there together watching the same thing, but you're all individually having your own experience in your car. Yeah, I mean, I could see the uh, a reason against it is to lower teen pregnancy rates, right? Everyone goes to drive-in, everyone's getting pregnant, right? <laughs> that never happened for me, buddy. That never happened to me. <laughs> okay, but, well, I've never actually been on a date to the drive-in. I haven't been in so long. When was the last time you went? Do you remember what you saw? To the drive-in? Oh, yeah. dude, I haven't been there since I was a child. Because yeah. there's one out in Barstow. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I was thinking, like, for a little bit, I was like, man, maybe I should just go to the drive-in. Just go to yeah. Barstow one day. Yeah. I don't know what they're showing. <laughs> uh... I mean, well, but, they're definitely not showing the King of Staten Island. Now, let me ask you: Would you have gone to see that movie? No. Regu- <laughs> but okay, now considering the situation we're in now, does that make you? Does that incentivize you to maybe try to see that movie more? No. The, okay. You're talking specifically the King of Staten Island, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I have. No interest <laughs> at all in seeing that movie. <laughs> Pete Davidson is his name, by the way. There we go. Not Keith Richards. Yeah. Keith. Keith now, if Davidson. it was King of Staten Island with Keith Richards. Now, that's a movie I'd watch. I right? would go see that. Um, I don't I don't like Pete Davidson. I mean, maybe I should watch it to give it a try to see if I do like him. I, I don't mean, know. But isn't that what you should always do? <laughs> yeah, but I've also kind of grown to not really be a big fan of Judd Apatow. Yeah, I've kind of, uh, you know, I got to admit, I think Joe Rogan kind of made me lose a little bit of respect for him <laughs> because he was talking about how some comics were under blast and immediately Judd Apatow went against the comics and Rogan was like, you, you never go against a fellow stand-up. You just don't do that. And so he was, kind of, he was talking shit on uh, Apatow. In fact, I think well, he, he always did, does. Well, he just wants his tribe, right? Who, Judd Apatow? No, Joe Rogan. What do you mean? Just the way he talks about stand-up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
is like, come on, <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> you don't take it that seriously, buddy. I, I think he thinks that they're like a different race of people. It's like, yo, when you're with a comic, it's like, you know, right? It's like when yeah. nerds are trying to take over, like, we're nerds. We're not anything. We're nerds. I don't know. Like I think it'd are... be nice to hang around someone funny for a change, you know? Oh. Not you, buddy. Not you at all. I would just say, you know, maybe they were so funny I could talk to you. I'd be like, man, this is so much fun. Oh. Oh. Holy shit. No wonder people do podcasts and listen to podcasts. Oh. 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 I'm kidding, buddy. I'm kidding. Cut. End the episode. (laughs) It's over. You're funny, buddy. You're funny. No. Yeah. You make people laugh. Yeah, retards. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that oh. kind of episode today, in case you're yep. wondering, ladies and gentlemen. As it tends to be every day, especially during this COVID crisis. Yeah, you know, I will say, dude, I'm really starting to miss doing the podcasts together, man. It's, it is nowhere near as exciting <laughs> for me anyway to do them like this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Because also, like, it was a whole day. So yeah. I would just clear my day. And now, with the podcast afar, it's like, well, I could work. I'd be <laughs> productive. Yeah. You know? But then I just get high, and then I'm just depressed on the couch because it's like, I could have done something <laughs> with myself today. <laughs> Don't worry, Steven. You got the podcast. That's enough, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That's enough. But yeah, yeah, so it's pretty interesting with where all of that's headed. Oh, you know what? I had news that wasn't COVID related and I completely forgot what it was. I got that? lots of news. Oh, okay. Let's not hear some COVID news. related. Let's hear. Let's hear. All right. Well, do you want the, uh, the more serious news or the less serious news first, buddy? What do you want? Mm, well, we Dealer's went to COVID. So, you know, let's go uh, the less serious news. Anything's less serious than COVID. So we'll go there and then we'll end it on a high note. How about All right. that? How about that? Is that logical? So less serious and then the serious one? No, serious and then the less serious. All right. All right. So the more serious topic, you know, uh, there had been some. So if, uh, to time stamp this podcast, I guess it is June 13th. Uh-oh. And we're in time the midst of. That shit now? Well, just so. This is the, the end context, of days, isn't it? Right. Because yeah. if, if like in three days, things just go completely crazy, people be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we're in the midst of great civil unrest. Coronavirus is back on the rise. I mean, it's coming back in a, in a huge way. And uh, Gone with the Wind is back oh, in the news. Okay, yeah. If you guys don't know, it was available for streaming on HBO Max. And HBO decided to pull Gone with the Wind until they could essentially. Well, they're going to apply. Put out an advertisement yeah. before saying, like, you know, the per, uh, depictions of race in this are you know, inappropriate type of thing. Yeah. Something like that. Something along those lines. They're gonna, yeah. There's going to be some kind of content, content warning. So, like, it, instead of movies being rated like R for, like, uh, you know, like, Restricted, it's going to be R for racist. Like, yeah, you know, there's going to be a new MPAA rating. Like, oh shit, this is one of those race ish movies. And then it's yeah. just like every movie made from today <laughs> back is tagged. 
Yeah, it would be, right? I mean, like, yeah. there's going to be a lot of, I mean, you just look at, I mean, in 90s, right? We were talking about Married with Children earlier. Like, yeah. That'd probably be a show that gets flagged. Now, rather than get into necessarily my personal beliefs, but I was watching the show. Because <laughs> they're they too did, dangerous. Well, no, where they brought up. Personal beliefs are too dangerous now. No, but where they brought up this interesting interesting aspect, because I would, I would go more into just to the idea of censorship. But then there's a lot of people who believe in political correctness to an extreme. Mm-hmm. And they want to see these kinds of warnings on things, or at least these companies feel the pressure to do this. And I'm sure they're doing it for a reason. So, you know, to in that sense, well, what happens if a dissenting view starts to restrict what we see, right? Like, you know, what if we're seeing maybe something of a more positive message, but the powers to be that can control the message are now saying like, you know, this is this is nice and good, but let's not view things in this light. You know what I mean? It's like so politically motivated by a leftist and a rightist agenda. And that's kind of how I feel with this message. So yeah. should that even be allowed, right? Should we, should we be a, censoring in that kind of respect, right? Censorship all out is wrong, I think, in any, even if, if it's something that we think is we're censoring is good. Cause yeah. I mean, you can well, cause like in this, you case, can obviously argue either side. Well, in this case, it provides context, right? In case you don't realize that slavery or people who were for slavery was probably just a bad thing to be for, you know? I'm fine with, but I'm fine as long as we aren't censoring or changing anything. I think that's when things get really bad. But then you're getting closer to that though too, aren't you? But we can't, yeah. Oh, I think so. (laughs) I think people, I bet you there are probably a lot of uh, filmmakers that are like, well, I really wish I wouldn't have put that in that movie back then type thing, right? Well, if they're regretting it now, then should they have in the first place though too, right? I don't know. Uh, who knows? I don't know how. I mean, if you can't, if Twitter jokes from ten years ago are being brought up to hang people, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I just see it like as kind of a dangerous route to. I go. I think it's very dangerous. You should look. You know, you should never like, revise history. We should add these content. I actually think what HBO is doing is the exact correct move. Is to everyone can still see it, but there is that little warning. advisory warning, like. And as long as it can lead to where you could read more about it, like the, how it's like, there were no happy slaves. Like they weren't like, you know. Yeah, that would be really, yeah, that's, yeah. So then they're not so wrong with this. Thing. Right. We're so not you changing this it. this is a bad idea. No, I don't. Okay. I actually think it's really interesting because I think it, what they could have done would have been much worse. Either completely remove it altogether or Disney that shit where they edit it out, movie, right? Right. If you edit yeah, it out Yeah, because we can't, we can't, the thing is, we can't lose history because when you start losing history, you it starts repeating even faster, right? Because people forget. Yeah, we forget so fast as a people, like unless it's shoved in our face all the time. Yeah. So it's very important, I think, to to keep those movies alive and to not try to change them or like like even with Disney, right? That we have to know where we've been so we can get to where we need to go. Yeah, and I think you you do make a really good point. Uh, and you actually changed my mind on this. I definitely don't, I definitely am hesitant about just a message, right? Where they're telling you, well, don't look at it this way, look at it this way. And it's kind of directing the narrative as opposed to allowing people to think. And that's the scary part, right? Because it's like, well, I can go along with that. 
for this. But where does that stop, right? I don't know. That, in a sense, the uh, path to hell is paved with good intentions kind of idea. Yes. Oh, but... But on, this, on the other hand, though, you know, I, I'm not sure if... I don't think we should censor any of that because I think it should also be a marker to tell us of where we fucked up and where we were wrong. And we yes. have to own that shame and not try to sugarcoat it either, in a sense, you know, and, and try to leave it as raw as we can, because even maybe if we do that, that allows for a deeper understanding of it to see like how Gone with the Wind could be racist. Because, I mean, I'm sure there's people who could watch that movie and be like, okay, yeah, they were slaves, but you know, they treated them good. So that's why they were so happy. Whereas now you're just, there's no thinking involved, right? They're just saying like, no, this is bad. I don't know. I don't know. Just Uh, telling people how to think just, it gets scary. Yes, it does. And I think that's why we just leave it at, as content warnings. You don't have to read it, right? Like, yeah. Well, I like how you also, said to also link the websites that they can research right. if they want to learn more. Like, I think that's like a really, really good idea. Yeah. Like, it's like, hey, here is some literature like, or anything, a link yeah. to a video, a link to a document, whatever. But I think because we have one thing is people have to be able to make up their own minds. Like if we're that war- like I'm more worried about people changing things to f- to favor their situation type thing. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like the message, like it's the situation. Yeah. So that situation can be both positive and very negative. I mean, look at Nazi German Germany, right? Like, yeah, you don't want that propaganda. <laughs> no. Like slap as many content advisory warnings as you want, like on something. but. Because people are going to take it how they will. And also, it's kind of like the, how crazy those things change. The way yeah. I'm thinking, the what I'm thinking of is uh, Catcher with the Catcher in the Rye. Uh-huh. How when you're kids, it's like, oh, this book is so dirty and it's you know, <laughs> sexy and they use yeah. cuss words. And it says like, damn and bitch like twice. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like one sex scene, I think, in the whole book. And <laughs> yeah. like today, we're like looking at porn like every five minutes. Right? Yeah, that's true. Like there's way more cussing and way more like things are way more mature. And yeah. that's kind of and there are all those con- content advisory ad- ad- advisory ads. And like we kind of just those maybe in the future will be like, yeah, of course, everything has these this label on it. But, yeah. you know, we're so far past it. Well, sometimes I don't mind those content advisory warnings because they tell you ex- specifically what's in there. So sometimes yeah. if I'm watching something with my mom, it's like, uh, there's some things I just don't want to see Yeah, when I'm watching a movie with my mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. And I think it's, if, yeah. if it's going in the right direction of where we need to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, and that's that's the hard that's the hard part to ever argue it, right? Cuz it's like, yeah, I mean, I do feel like this isn't a bad idea even though maybe it could be scary. It's yeah, this cuz it it's walking a very dangerous line. Yeah, it's towing a very dangerous line. Now, I mean, I don't know, you know. I don't know. COVID okay. COVID 2020 has taught me I don't know anything, buddy. The whole world yeah. can go to go to hell. In a shit basket at any moment. Uh, and we're one step away. Dude. Oh boy. I'm f- I've been scared a lot. I don't know about you, but uh, it's pretty fucking scary out there, right? 
Yeah, I'm just worried for I'm just worried for people because I'm, it you know the shot heard around the world. Uh, I mean, it's I feel like we're just waiting. We're in that pre build up to where, hopefully, like, all out still chaos. More shit, and, there's still more shit to come, huh? I mean, well, we're gonna have to survive a depression now, man. Yeah, and think of how much I mean th- that. Think of how, the desperation a depression leads to. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Like you think people are desperate now? <laughs> you haven't seen shit, right? There's no twelve hundred dollar checks that are gonna bring that back. I mean, if because I think we're almost at fifty, sixty million unemployment. That's why I'm getting as many mushrooms as I can now, buddy. Uh, dude, <laughs> you think <laughs> people are upset in the streets now? Wait until they realize there's no nothing to go back to. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oh man, who, I won't have feel bad now. There was a, oh yeah, it was, there's, there's this guy I've been watching. He's like the something fifth column or something. I don't know. He's like a military Southern dude, but he was saying, if this is what America is when it's great, please don't let it get any greater. Because <laughs> 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 like, dude, holy shit. It's, it's already been great enough. Can we just stop, please? That's funny. Yeah. So uh to bring it back around. Oh uh, yeah. Oh oh okay. There's there's light at the um, end of the tunnel, I see. That's always good um, to um, know. Yeah. I mean, it depends if you if you think that we're in a tunnel, right? I do. You do? I mean barreling it, towards an infinite <laughs> black void. Yeah, it's behind us, right? And we're just pushing forward. Where the feeling ever, of misery is bliss. Just barely it's ever also outrunning pointless. It. Yes, yes, yes. What are we talking about? Oh, you're coming around to no, my no, side. No, no, COVID, what have you done to me? Welcome to the mm. cult of nihilism. <laughs> where nothing matters and we all wear robes. <laughs> okay. So, you know, this would have been a perfect swag segue into our driving talk, but we're talking about drive-ins again, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Evil Dead. It's coming back to drive-ins, the original. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Today, starting today. Okay. How awesome is it that, I, I mean, I'm kind of sad that the opportunity hadn't presented itself earlier of just drive-ins just showing older movies. Because as far as I know, they're showing newer movies. Yeah. Like, if they showed The Exorcist at a drive-in, we're all going, right? Like, I'll, I'll rent a fucking nun bus, Jesus bus, just to make sure that we're not, you know, our souls are in, in, intact. Like, could you imagine a, a drive-in with the exorcist and hereditary double feature? Paymon versus Pazuzu in the battles of the devilish, devilish, devilish demon. Pazuzu. Damn, what the hell? I was talking Yeah, that'd be so a lot of fun, long. you know, and that's a good idea for in fact I know movie theaters are doing that. Like for Staten Island, because of the cancellation, uh some driving theaters are offering a different show, and one of them was like Sixteen Candles and another nice, movie dude. like that. You know, so kind of I'm going just... back to these classics that are, you know, great combos to work together for a double. <laughs> yeah. I think the problem is is I fucking hate things so much. All oh, I want okay. is all I want is nostalgia right now. Right? Really? Like I, I, I know that that sounds 
all pretentious hipstery, but I hate everything new. Like there has not, there's been very few new things that I've really, really liked. Right, like the lighthouse wasn't Suspiria amazing. Yeah, but I mean, like there's mm-hmm. a lot of movies I still like, but I want to just go back to that kid when I didn't know any better and like the yeah. pizza night. You used like it was the greatest thing ever. Like I <laughs> bring me back, Jesus, take me back. <laughs> <laughs> So you just want to be a child again. (laughs) I just want to go back. (laughs) You remember how good life was before you realized life had always, life has always sucked. I mean, those, (laughs) those memories are so few and far in between. It was like, oh yes, yes. (laughs) There were times like that, weren't there? Bringing up this talk with Gone with the Wind, right? And and how how much we've been talking about how much we love the 70s. It's like, man, but if we were there, it would be awful. It would be awful, right? Yeah. We just are looking at it with such, it's such a, I mean, midnight in Paris. Right? Yeah, those uh, rose-colored glasses, right? Where you look back on the previous generations more fondly. I mean, it is nice to be alive now though, right? I mean, aside from all the shit we're going through right now, we do have some awesome things right now. I mean, we're able to do this podcast and have a voice so easily. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, no one we listens, were able to but... make a film. So, like, yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from. But, dude, if it were the 70s, we wouldn't be anywhere near this shit. I'd Hell be, yeah. I'd we'd be a janitor on a... and you'd be security. We'd be on a pile of coke, buddy. <laughs> Making movies. <laughs> yeah. And then I would die. Well, never mind. <laughs> from AIDS. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, uh-oh, maybe I should. You could say that, dude. Okay. Oh, we're not making fun of anybody. We're not. I'm just saying I'm a whore. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. It was the 70s. <laughs> it was the 70s, you know. No one knew any better. Now I do no. know better. Yep. And I and so that's why I'm excited that Sam Raimi's bringing driving. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what we're talking about on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I think it'd be so fucking fun to see the Evil Dead in a drive-in. That's like the perfect setting for that movie, right? Yeah. Because it's just such like a grindhouse drive-in type of movie. So, I mean, heck, man, maybe we should do that. Uh, yeah. It might be playing in Barstow. I don't Let's look. Barstow. If not, the nearest drive-in theater is all the way, like, I think, in near Riverside. Skyline drive-in. It's Ghislaine. <laughs> oh. Have you seen that Epstein documentary? No. I started watching what? some of it. I don't watch things anymore. You don't watch documentaries? No. Netflix has been having some good ones. I haven't watched anything that isn't X-Files. <laughs> really? So no new movies for you, huh? No. I haven't watched anything. I've been watching a lot of new stuff. But I've been like on a Shin Godzilla slash underwater kick and I just want to constantly watch them when, I, when I'm high. <laughs> well, Specifically Shin Godzilla. Dude, you got to watch that movie. It is very enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, bringing it back around to, to Twin Shadows podcast and and all that good stuff. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> Heaven's Gate. Oh, shit. We that. Oh, my 75th film on the Criterion list. You did not threaten me with the movie review today. Heaven's Gate. We watched. You tricked it. me. So, buddy, 
Yes. We watched Heaven's Gate. Yes, we did. Directed by Michael Ciamino. Okay. And uh, it came out in 1980, right? It came out in 1980. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, were you I done? Paused. Was that it? Uh, you weren't gonna add anything else to that? <laughs> I didn't know what if you were taking off, I was taking off. All right. This yeah, is I was waiting for you. A dramatization. <laughs> dramatization. Dramatization. Oh my god, I can't talk. Okay. Of the real life Johnson County War in eighteen ninety Wyoming, in which a sheriff born into wealth, I guess he was a sheriff. He was a sheriff. Right? Dang. A, that would have been nice to, to know when we were watching it. Attempts to protect immigrant farmers from rich cattle interests. It's like, so, why is he killing all these people? Is he the sheriff? This movie. Well, that was the whole movie description, huh? Yeah. Okay. This movie. Oh, boy, is it something. <laughs> I definitely can see why it's on the list, right? I know why it's like, on the you list. You can see why, like, okay, this is why so many people marvel at it because it is a marvelous movie but damn boy. it's also a rough movie and I guess he, you said the original cut for the distributors or for the producers for them to see it whoever sees it I don't know uh, was five and a half hours long yeah so this movie cr- clocks in at three hours and 39 minutes so if you're gonna watch this <laughs> make sure you're ready buckle up but there also is a shorter version of it, right? That's two hours, right? You told me that. Um, yes, I believe so. <laughs> but it's not, you can't get it anymore, I don't think. It's, it was a, well, maybe it's like on VHS or something. Oh, okay, I see. Because I wonder, that might have been better, right? Because I think one thing this film had issues with was the editing, right? Because the pacing was so slow. It felt slow. It didn't feel necessarily methodical. It felt slow. It, and it kind of felt all over the place. I yeah. mean, this movie is a huge mess. <laughs> wow, <laughs> a you huge think so, mess. Huh? A huge mess. Oh huh? my God. There are just scenes for the sake of scenes, just to have scenes. There's sometimes there's just no connection between yeah. things. The audio is all over the place from being really good to being really bad. Yeah, which makes it hard to under to hear. Yeah. Sometimes uh, you're like, oh wait, someone was talking right there. The acting's all over the place. <laughs> sometimes character, I mean, are really good. Sometimes they're really bad, and they're like the same character. I mean, I would say then, overall, everyone was was pretty good, right? Like everyone did pretty good in the role, even if there were moments where it was like, Oy! are you there? Are you yeah. eating pizza right now? No, I'm getting yelled at. <laughs> oh, through the Facebook. Nice. I can't do anything right, buddy. <laughs> Just fucking kill me. Yeah. Yep, uh, buddy. So when my life gets to that. I'm getting the COVID. Um. So we've been watch. We watched this movie, and I mean, there. It's such a fucked up movie because I like it, and I yeah. hate it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a lot this- to to really admire about it right and then there's parts where it's just like what are you doing well also this movie has almost zero upside it is down straight sadness and misery for three and a half hours yeah 
there is very few happy or uplifting moments. Don't get me wrong. Everything is beautiful. There's happy but moments. Every, uh, but they're are. short-lived, right? <laughs> they are immediately followed by sadness and your chest constantly just gets ripped out of your heart thinking about how awful and sad everything must have been yeah. back then Yeah, and how it's presented in the movie. Yeah, it is a rough movie. A bit of a content warning uh, for that movie. So if uh, you're sensitive to certain things, I would definitely see what's in that movie. <laughs> yes. Make sure you'll be fine. But yeah, and man, god damn, do they linger on some of these powerful moments, right? Now, I do want to credit maybe some of the slowness. I feel like some of it was just a miss. But I also think it was somewhat intentional, just maybe not executed well, because there is this slow buildup because then in the last hour of the film, it really ramps up into all of these really heavy, intense scenes that really wreak havoc on you because by then you've had a, you feel like you've had ages with all the uh, characters and you've really gotten to know them and, and really care about them, right? Yeah. Um, like the first death of, oh, should we even have said death? <laughs> Someone died in this film. And it was very tragic, right? A lot of people died, died in this movie. But so. I would say the first one, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was like so graphic and it's and, awful. And violent, right? And it was just so sadistic to just see this murder squad coming into the to this town. Do you know anything about the actual events of this? Not really. Just a little bit of what I read uh was essentially exactly what happens in the movie, right? It's a group of cattle farmers that are essentially trying to push these immigrants off this land. And these were just uh, and European immigrants, right? From yeah, all over. It's a mix of European immigrants. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but essentially, the company gets the right to murder 125 of these because they've claimed them as thieves, right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're stealing cattle and they're uh, you know, fucking stuff up, stealing things, and so they get a hundred twenty names, right? They get to kill hundred twenty people. Yeah. Like, so these are like entire families affected, right? This is the they. Yes. I think they said it was like half of the population. And I think this movie, if it was done better, could have been so much more powerful. But there are some really powerful scenes. Well, that's why I'm thinking but, maybe if you shave an hour off, maybe it's kind of like, I don't know, it has a much different rhythm. Although I don't know if the powerful scenes resonate as much. Be I know the movie was was fraught with problems during production. Oh, really? I mean, obviously, just watch the movie. <laughs> you can see them. <laughs> wow. I think this film is trying to be on the scale of the old old school epics. Oh, it was definitely um, trying to be an epic. And it was. I mean, the cinematography and the location, I mean, it was an epic looking movie. Yeah, but it doesn't. Like to me, Barry Lyndon. It it this reminds me kind of a lot of Barry Lyndon in some ways. Yeah, it's just way tighter. The story is just way tighter. This, this I don't know. Everything in Barry Lyndon worked for to make the progressive plot and story. And this, there was just scenes that were like, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> okay, yep. All yeah, right, we're gonna watch yeah. them do two dance numbers. Okay, yeah, and it was it was cute, right? And you could be like, oh, okay, I could see why you left it in. It is cute. Whereas for all that jazz, when we were going through those scenes and how long they felt, 
you you still understood why they were in all that jazz, right? And they only helped to elevate the film even higher, even if yeah. they weren't like our favorite thing in the world. But with this, it was like, eh, do we have to watch them dance right here? And like, there it editing does exist. You know, <laughs> could we have could we have just skipped it? I mean, it's a beautiful moment, and I will say this film throughout is definitely show and not tell, right? everything is kind of shown to you in action. So that's kind of why it also takes so long on certain scenes because instead of them vocalizing in any way, you just hang on this moment a little longer and you kind of relish in it to where it's even agonizing at times, right? To just be stuck in that moment. Yes. But you do it because it's so goddamn beautiful. Oh, but yeah. I Yeah. <laughs> well... Like I said, the cinematography was beautiful and the backdrops to this film, I mean, it was amazing. And I've kind of noticed a bit of a trend on Criterion where a lot of these movies tend to have like insane backdrops, right? The background, the set locations, very well done. Not just, a lot of them aren't just done in a studio, you know, they're done on location. Or if it is in a studio, it's like one of the most beautiful studio sets. Yeah, they go the extra mile. Yeah, like Casablanca, right? Yep. So, and in this movie, you definitely see it. It it, it kind of hits moments of Malik, although it never, in my opinion, achieves it. But they definitely strive for that kind of impact, that visual impact. And they certainly showcase the beauty of it, for sure. Yeah. I Okay. I mean, I don't have too much more I want to go into it. I mean, I'm, maybe we could revisit it again someday. No, I don't want to. No. <laughs> uh, so I guess the first question: Would you? Is this a, a one you would recommend? And what's your what's your rating? Oh, would I recommend it? I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I mean, there were some moments of real uh, genius. I do think, and and I think it's very respectable. And I, like I said, I can easily see why it's on the list. But all the stuff I've seen, it's kind of like, yeah, I've seen this more or less before are just hit in a different way in some other movie that was maybe a little more impactful for me specifically. So yeah, I don't think I'd be rating this one for people out there. Unless you're watching the <laughs> Criterion list. It, it, I think it is worth it to maybe watch it on an educational level to an extent. And also it was a huge flop, right? Yep. And it's it the has biggest a pretty flop. bad rating. And it also has, it was commercially a huge failure, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that that tells you something right there and how to view this movie. But it is really good. I Damn, I'm shitting on this so hard. I'm sorry. I'm high. It's a good movie. It's just long. It's not. It's, I, okay. it's a long movie. It's not a good movie. And what would um, I give it? It, I, it was a 6.8 on IMDb, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I give it a 6.8. <laughs> okay. For me... What I will say is, I don't think this is a good movie. I definitely think there are some very great good things elements about the then. movie. Yeah. But to me, the important parts of the stories, it didn't, a lot of it didn't feel earned and a lot of it didn't come off very well to me. Yeah. I mean, I, this was probably the only one we've watched where I haven't really resonated with the movie at all other than 
enjoying the cinematography. That was yeah. the only thing I really liked about it. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I like some of the characters. Like, I like the um, some of the moments the were female were lead. really strong. I thought she was really good. And Christopher, you Walken. always like the female lead, you motherfucker. Dude, she was extremely char. I liked her character. I thought she had an awesome character. Oh, she uh, did. Christopher Walken's character was really well done, and you get to see young Christopher Walken in this movie. And yeah, but. I really like the characters. Jim, I wasn't a huge fan of his character, and he's the protagonist, the lead, played yeah. by um, Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson. And I wasn't a big fan of his character because he was basically the do gooder sheriff, right? This super yeah. high moralistic person. But then throughout the movie, it shows all of his like flaws, right? Where he just can't admit to his feelings and he always has to be. Right. He's a super self-righteous person to like an actual fault. So it was really interesting <laughs> to see like this kind of this trope character, but then to see him fleshed out into this real person with actual dynamics. So I really did appreciate that in this movie. They did have some really interesting characters. Well, I will say this movie and what I mean, as much as I don't like it, there is a lot of just cool stuff in it. Yeah, You can respect and- it, right? The and seeing him, even though the makeup is really bad at the end, uh, God, even the makeup fucking sucks. Yeah, the makeup was awful. But it was the seventies, you know. Uh, All they had when, was like clay and exactly. Chocolate. It was the it was the seventies. Did you not see all that jazz? <laughs> Did you not <laughs> see jazz? I don't know. Uh, but this movie, like at the very end, the how defeated he is, even though he yeah. has. The good life, quote unquote, the good life. I mean, he's living on a yacht. He had everything he could want. Young wife. I mean, but he still just and it was, completely it was his, un- well, that would defeated spoilers, at the end. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Had- God, don't watch this movie. Do not, unless you're, I mean, it, this movie, it felt more like watching a movie in school that you had to watch than. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, I don't know, man. Some of the movies we watched in school are pretty good. Oh, yeah. I watched really good movies in school, but. Yeah, I mean, this this movie has a lot of needlessly down points where it could have ended like 25 minutes sooner after the big climax. Like it could have just hard cut after the climax and you would have understood everything that happened. It didn't really yeah. show you anything new. And then it added all this extra layers of sadness. It's like, well, like there, there's one key pivotal moment at the end that is so sad. It's comical, right? Yes. It's like do 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 do, and then just <laughs> boo, like out of like it's like it's like what the fuck is this reverse deuce ex machina here? Like what the shit's going on, bro? It literally is. Come on, this is funny now. You're just making me laugh. So yeah, and and there's elements like that where maybe the director just got too much into his own ego, right? Maybe that's what it's a fault of because it's like. Dude. I don't Let, know. Let's let's it's the speed same it up, guy baby. that it's the same guy that made the Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter is much better. And Silent Running. I'm, wow, this guy was really good well, until he made Heaven's Gate. Oh <laughs> <laughs> shit! Not Heaven's Gate, that's for sure. Um. Well, no. Look, Heaven's Gate <laughs> is the perfect example of someone trying to take on too much and failing. Yeah. But getting. Close enough there to be interesting. That's why I give Heaven's well, Gate also, a yeah. six. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, it's maybe we're being too harsh, but... No, we're not. Because it does have some real, real 
brilliant moments. I don't know if you're all at all if you're at all interested, check it out just for that reason alone. That but movie honestly, killed me. You'll probably be like, eh. I literally stopped as soon as we finished watching it. I went to bed like I was like done. Like that movie killed oh, yeah. me. It was. It yeah, was, I fell asleep uh, on hour six, face down on the desk watching it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, so. That's uh that was number Wait, 75. so would you recommend it? No. I would only say watch this movie if you have to. There are okay. so school, many right? better movies on this list if you have to watch I, it for school. I would say I would say watch it if you want to be a filmmaker, but if you're just doing this list for funsies, you can skip this one. <laughs> Trust me. This is a this is not an easy movie to get through. Yeah, maybe in a, a three-part miniseries or something. <laughs> this is yeah, it felt like a miniseries. This is Terrence Malick not reined in, right? No, Terrence Malick has always. I he mean, has more. He has a lot more discipline when he's yeah, doing his efforts. Yeah, he's coming at it much different. This guy is just let loose. Approach. He's like. Every scene's going in the movie. I don't care how good <laughs> or bad it, all it is. In. It's all important. It's in the script. <laughs> literally it's like someone just took a movie without and just released the rough cut that's what this film feels like yeah and that's why Um, i'm thinking maybe the two-hour version might might be better i don't know how you make this movie better but well you cut out you just shorten the time (laughs) and cut out a lot of the stuff that wasn't really there tighten up the editing a little bit and redub it (laughs) and yeah maybe redub it but i think if the editing were fixed and maybe just punched up well, buddy, are you excited? Our next film is 1960s Breathless. Oh, okay. This will be our first Jean-Luc Goddard film. Oh, okay. And it is a crime drama. Oh, so it's about I have not seen guy this. who likes to strangle him, huh? Yep. Likes to strangle So that's our, we'll be bringing that, that's, we'll be coming at you next. Okay. Yeah, that sounds exciting. I kind of want a uh, mystery then, huh? Yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. I mean, I mean, I think we've worked. We, I think we've started to hit. No, because the next couple of films are all really fucking good. Wow, we're in for a. I'm excited. God damn! So our next f- few films. Yeah. Just, just listen to this. All right, let me get my my radio <laughs> voice. Oh, is that your radio voice? Seventy three. Radio voice before sunrise. 72 oh, okay. Brazil the uh um Terry Pratchett or Terry uh whatever Terry uh the that Terry <laughs> Terry Gilliam right Terry Gilliam yeah yeah that's the one I was confusing with the city of god <laughs> 71 Rashomon oh okay Always 70 heard of Rashomon Badlands Terrence Malick's first film yeah 69 before sunset so we'll have before sunrise okay. and before sunset that link then ladder s- huh 68 he's on this children, list a lot children of men Ooh, that's that was argue that was at one time my favorite movie this is what's coming up ladies so, and gentlemen yeah, I will look forward to that so that stay movie is tuned. so visceral and if you want to watch the movies with us just pay sixteen ninety nine, <laughs> and you can get to hang out with us. It's only sixteen ninety nine. Yep, and we'll answer any of your questions. <laughs> oh, 
Or if you want to do it for free, we'd, we'll hang out too. <laughs> we're saying <laughs> losers, hang out with us. <laughs> so do you quickly want to go into that main discussion about movie resources? Yeah, the resource, our resources. So this main discussion will be about some of the resources we use. This will most heavily probably have links featured. Oh, yeah. I guess we'll have to link quite a bit, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. So you don't want to just do... We'll just do our uh, our top three. Yeah, we'll just kind of... No, let's just kind of go over them. Okay, you want to do... Uh, we'll go back and forth. Yeah. You want me to start? I'll start. We'll work, I'm we'll work on this start, together. I'm going to start with uh, Pony Smashers YouTube. This is... Yeah. David F. Sandberg's YouTube channel, the director of uh, Shazam, Lights Out, yeah. Annabelle. Um, yeah, he his, creates his channel is sh- very awesome. Uh, he ha- he creates shorts, and he has the making of for almost all his shorts, and he has just tutorials and a lot of just no bullshit what it's like to be in Hollywood, what's it like to be on set videos, and yeah, just he has some of the most awesome stuff ever, so... Uh, he's probably my favorite resource because while it's not as much as like step by step tutorials, it's very much More just of like the practical stuff. You'll you need into, to go right? out and learn this shit. Like you just yeah. go, like take the initiative. Like he 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 shows you like you can do this, you can do this, you could do that. Like I don't have to. He doesn't have to go step by step, right? Like when he's like, look, I made this thing. Like just make it. Yeah, Dude, it, I think part the biggest thing of filmmaking is you can't really go step by step because you, people you can't follow a guide. There's no guide to filmmaking, right? It's he would the book they would have to it'd be ten thousand pages long. It's yeah. just knowing how to get from A to B, like and then figuring learning the way there. It's like super valuable. Yeah. So yeah, that's mine. What about you, buddy? Okay. What's yours? Well, my probably most useful one that I've been just loving is jason levine the evangelical or some televangelist i don't know what he calls himself of adobe he's i guess a sound engineer and then okay he does that so that's where he kind of got his in with i guess doing adobe tutorials uh, on audition but i've been uh, learning a lot from him for post-production on audio i mean that's most of this podcast is from what he taught on his YouTube. And now he, he does all those sorts of stuff on Premiere and After Effects and nice and everything. So it's just a really good resource for a lot of different types of post-production, like how to really get into it and do it on a more deep level. Because, I mean, it is long, but he teaches really well. So it's real easy to get through the episodes. You know, like he keeps you entertained, or at least for me, he keeps me entertained. And he just delivers, you know, like how some teachers, they just know how to deliver it to where the information is just more fun and easier to grasp. You know, he explains it pretty simply. So, yeah, I've been really digging uh, that website a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I haven't, I don't watch any of his stuff, so. Yeah, because you don't I'll do any post-production, start. you cocksucker. Hey, I edit. And that's why I like this guy edits. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So if you do or if you are interested in editing, he's very editing focused, but he has other videos on other posts, uh, some work like coloring and some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would definitely check out this guy edits, buddy. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. You were sh- a lot shorter for this guy edits than you were for the other guys. 
Well, yeah, he kind of sucks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's fan. Yeah, I love you, dude. I'm kidding. Uh, the other website I like a lot is Philip Bloom's YouTube. He does specifically like uh, cameras, but he goes real in depth on the cameras. And he's, I guess he used to be a AD. Or, no, I think he was an AC and he worked like on Star Wars and he used to do features. And then I think he switched oh, over nice. to documentaries. And then now he's freelance. So he comes at it from like a high professional level, but not at like where he's using Ari's to shoot everything. You know, he's shooting more of the cameras that we could get. I mean, he his stuff is still insanely expensive, but it's not outside the realm of possibility for equipment for a first time filmmaker to maybe look into. And he reviews oh, yeah. those in great depth. So yeah, I really, I really like it because, you know, I, I've done photography for a long time, and he does photography also and gets into a lot of the terms. But still, I mean, he teaches me like fundamental elements still. So it, it's pretty, uh, pretty useful. Yeah, cool. And I'm gonna go. This is my third one. How many were we doing? Uh, I guess we'll do three in depth, and then maybe we'll just rattle off some others that we like. I guess for number three, then I will do Corridor Crew. Um, I thought I knew you were going to say them. They do a lot of tutorials. They do a lot of good videos. They also have a lot of just like, uh, hey, we're going to have fun videos. Yeah. Uh, which, which is uh, nice to lighten the mood, right? Yeah. But I'm, I really, I mean, I miss, I just love the technical, like the, the technical stuff because I'm a nerd and that's what I'm interested in. And it's, it's mostly, crew. uh, after effects work, right? Yeah, or uh, yeah, or um, uh, 3D, 3D, right st- 3D stuff, fucking stream, through it, 3D stuff. Hey, it was a 3D stuff. They do the 3D stuff. Yeah, 3D. You know, uh, Blender and shit. That kind yeah. of stuff. Oh, okay, Blender. Yeah. So that's quarter crew. Is that like a free version of After Effects or something? Uh, our, it's a our, it's no, like a 3D modeling it, right? thing. No, I think Blender is free. Um, and it's uh it's more like Soft Image or uh, 3ds Max. Like, oh, okay, kind of like okay. yeah, because well, because uh, Pony Smasher, right? He's always yeah. using Blender. Yeah, it's it's free. That's why everyone yeah. uses it. Yeah, and and you know what? That's so important to learn because that's gonna affect how you compose some shots, and you you'll understand what you can get away with and what you can't. In post, you know, so it's 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 nice <laughs> yes. to have a deep knowledge of that. I don't, because I just, man, I don't want to fucking learn. We well, going old school. We don't. We don't. We we're yeah. practical all the way. <laughs> I'm just too lazy. It's just like that. Just ugh, that that's tedious for me. But I think it, it. You know, it's a good knowledge to have. All right. So what's yours, <laughs> Mister? Your number three. My number three. Um. Hmm. I think my number three. Oh, you know what? Right now has been my uh, real number three for me is the script fella. Okay, he he just started though. He has the reason why I didn't put him in my top three or the. Well, I'm just saying right now because I mean, yeah. like, I have a lot of threes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of threes in my life, buddy. Oh, I'm but- one of them. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, I would definitely God. say the script fella, uh, just because he has a really in-depth actual knowledge of being in the industry and how things work and just hearing him talk about like, hey, you got to be, because he did an episode like on 
contracts and keywords to look for on contracts and what not to sign for. Yeah. And then actually I was watching earlier the uh, Joe Rogan and Bill Burr episode. Right. Because I love when they're, those two are together. It's, it's always a good one. And it was a really good one. You should like, check it out. Fuck Joe Rogan right now. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but I mean, Bill Burr was just talking like all of this kind of technical stuff about contracts. He kind of got into that a little bit. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, we wouldn't know about like net earnings and shit like that. But hearing the script fella get into stuff like that and he kind of approaches things from a more, I don't know, real world approach and thus a more accurate and technical way of looking at things than I've heard from other YouTubers. So I think he's really great in that respect to kind of, I don't know, give you a real understanding. Nice. And then I'll list off. I got a, a quick list I could do. Oh, okay. Do you want to wrap if I, we want to wrap it up like we, that? Okay. Yeah. All right. So quick list. Film Riot is always a good place to go. Yeah. I was going to say Film Riot. Um, but you're not the biggest fan of Film Riot, right? Well, they didn't like our movie. So fuck them. Oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say Film Riot is great. What do you think the of cri- Linus? Do you think Linus would? Not for Because I get a lot of computer knowledge from him. So I would say Linus, because if you don't know anything about computers, it's kind of nice to know like what kind of computers are needed to edit 4K footage and stuff like that. So I've always used it to kind of fill in those gaps. That way I don't bug Tom all, all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's good to know, but it's not necessary, I don't think. Like, yeah, I yeah. Think- no, that's why I'm, I'm just saying these are like, you know. Yeah. Kind of whatever. Um, the, uh, hold on, I just had it. Hollywood Roundtable, the Hollywood Reporter oh, Roundtables. Yeah, that's a. Oh, yeah, that's uh, actually probably my number three. I forgot all about that. I, I think those are really important and really good. Yeah, and they're pretty fun. I like the Criterion Collection channel uh, on YouTube. They, yeah, you sent me a few links. I don't think I've seen them. <laughs> uh, they like do things where filmmakers talk about other movies, they review things. Uh, DP30, the oral history of Hollywood, is really good. And then last thing I'll end off with is the Roger Deakins podcast, The Two Deacons. Have you checked out the Deacons podcast? Yeah, I've listened to three episodes now, three or four. Oh, okay. So those have um, been pretty good. Very technical. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not into the technical side of filmmaking, don't bother. They try to keep things entertaining, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if, I mean, you essentially you learn exactly how they work as a team. Yeah. And it's very interesting and there's they have a lot of anecdotes and like you it's cool cuz you get to hear like oh yeah when I was shooting No Country I it's like oh my god he's hearing him talk about shooting yeah, no, that's oh, pretty you awesome. know like god that movie is such a great one or 1917 like say what you will about that shitty movie but it looks great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Deacon's never fails to impress, right? He's yep. an extremely He's a right. he, he's a good one. So yeah, yeah, those are all good, and you know, those are some to look out for. So you got anything to add, buddy? Uh, oh shit, you putting me on the spot? Okay, okay. Um, hmm. don't forget our friends at Red Letter Media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, what do you think of Red Letter Media? Do they make the the cut? Of course they do, right? Because it doesn't have to just be about the technical aspect. Yeah, of course. Oh, they also have very good tutorials as well on there. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I I would definitely say like watching them is definitely, I mean, for me, it's entertainment. Yeah, I mean, I definitely respect what they say, but it's just they, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So that was that's our list, and I think that was our podcast. This has been Twin Shadows Podcast and Twin Shadows Production and uh, Episode Fifty Two. <laughs> Signing out. All right. Cut. Cut.